Today on CityCast Salt Lake, Craft Lake City started with a bang, but in the past 14 years, it's grown into a real Salt Lake institution. Today, I'm chatting with the founder, Angela Brown, about Craft Lake City's origins and how the festival brings together punk DIYers and suburban creatives alike. It's Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Angela Brown, this year is the 14th Craft Lake City Festival. Can you believe it? I can totally believe it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Will you tell me about the very first one? Like I arrive at the very first Craft Lake City Festival. What's the scene? The very first Craft Lake City DIY festival happened in 2009 at the Galvin Center. And back then it was a free festival. There was no admission charge. We had 72 artisans. We had four food vendors. We had about eight or nine performers on one stage. And that was really it. I think it opened from like 12 p.m. until 10 p.m. And it was just a really fun one day event. That sounds pretty big, though. I kind of was expecting you to be like, it was in the back of this garage. There were like four of us. We were screen printing. (laughs) It started with a bang. It really did start with a bang. Well, you know, and it actually started as a slug magazine event. So I run two businesses. I run Craft Lake City, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. And then I also run the local publication Slug Magazine, which is an acronym for Salt Lake Underground. And one of the things that Slug is known for is essentially covering music, arts, events, and community. And events are a big part of our mission and you know what we do at Slug. And so actually the very first DIY festival was a Craft Lake City Slug event. It was a, it was kind of like came about by Slug magazine. But honestly, after that first day, you know, just the community came out. We had around 2000 attendees that showed up to that first event back in 2009. You know, the city was a different place. Um it wasn't as interesting as it is now and uh Honestly, like local artisans had no place that was giving them a voice. There was no place for them to sell. Um, they couldn't get their work into local galleries. And a lot of them at that time were really feeling like there's no place for them here. There was no community for them in Salt Lake. And they were feeling like they needed to leave to bigger markets and go to New York and LA and San Francisco and all those places. And uh, so that's one of the reasons why we created the event was to give them a place where they could meet like-minded individuals, network with other creatives, and essentially, you know, sell their work to a really captive audience. Yeah. Have a marketplace. Have a marketplace. Exactly. And because, you know, there's been a lot of other marketplaces, but they really focused on national um, artisans Mm. and crafters and um, in those events and and bringing them to, to Salt Lake, which is also has its purpose, which is fantastic. But I really wanted to create a place for locals um, that also we could kind of get like a a good, healthy, creative self-esteem going because at that time too, a lot of individuals just were like, Oh, we don't have a cool local art scene at all. And I was like, I disagree. We've got some really incredible uh, creative, some of the best, I think, in the nation or even in the world right here in our own backyard. And so how can we highlight and spotlight these individuals, empower them, but furthermore, um, you know, get others involved that didn't even know that they have any creative talent and just kind of spark that thought of, oh my goodness, this is a cool event. How can I be part of this event? Maybe I should pick up a craft and become mm-hmm. a micro entrepreneur as a side hustle as well. It's interesting because like 
one of the things that I always associate Slug Magazine with, and that I think a lot of people associate Salt Lake with, is punk. And like, I know there is a relationship between punk and the DIY community. And then you've also got like very kind of fertile ground for craftiness in like, I think suburban Salt Lake too. And like the, like the, the knitting and the baking and the, all that stuff. I'm curious, like, did you think of it as like kind of a punk festival? Like, did it always have kind of a punk rock vibe? Well, punk and DIY are definitely part of my story. They're part of the Slug Magazine story. But, you know, the magazine's been around for over 30 years now. And we've really worked hard, especially over the past decade. You know, I've been running Slug for two decades, for, for 20 years, essentially. And we've really worked hard, hard over the past 10, 15 years to kind of change that where it's not just about punk. That Because realistically, the definition in my mind of punk has evolved. But again, getting back to the, the the last, you know, decade or so, decade and a half, we've really wanted to make sure that that voice is updated, that we are really covering what individuals want to see in the community, that we're shining a light on, you know, BIPOC and queer individuals, that we're looking at independent businesses, um, individuals that, you know, are essentially doing different things that you just can't find out about on your own. But there is like, I love how you brought that up with like punk and DIY, because, yeah, the punk movement is all about doing it yourself. And then there's something very unique about Utah's um, kind of predominant religion and that culture of, you know, making and creating. And there's almost like a little bit of DIY in that too. I mean, at the DIY festival, you'll see a, you know, someone that's very conservative um, that is going to be vending just on a Friday, Saturday, right next to, you know, yeah, someone with full sleeve tattoos. And by the end of the festival, they're good friends. You know, maybe they're even talking about a collaboration. And I think that's important too, is to bring people together from different backgrounds and for them to kind of have at the end of the day, be changed a little bit. Um, you know, I like to think that DIY festival can kind of open up people's minds about the possibility of creation, but also about the possibility of maybe be a more accepting and unique society. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. You've got to be a crafter, right? You're a DIYer yourself. What's your favorite thing to craft? Like, what, when are you most at peace? You know, I like to make jokes and say my favorite thing to craft are our events <laughs> because we, I mean, because I spend so much time on on those. But but honestly, my craft started with silver gelatin photography. That was my first love, and actually, what I got my degree in, and what I thought I was going to do when I moved to the big city was I thought I was going to work in um, for in in like music promotion for record labels, and all until I could get my photojournalism career off the ground, and that 
that kind of, you know, changed into what I ate. I still loved both of those things. And actually my work with slug magazine and my work with crap like I've still, I'm still able to kind of flex those skills, but printing in the old fashioned dark room using a film and chemicals is so exciting to me. I, I love that. And that is my number, my number one craft, although I don't get to do it as much as, as I'd like. I read an interview where you said that Salt Lake is one of the great loves of your life. And I imagine like any relationship, it's had its ups and downs, (laughs) but I'm curious, like, can you let us in on that love a little bit? Like what's your, what's your love story with Salt Lake? Ah, thank you for asking. It's really true. I have a very complicated relationship with, uh, with Salt Lake city. And, you know, Mm. as someone that was born and raised here in a very conservative household, um, that, um, really kind of fought back and rebelled against, um, that, upbringing from a young age. Um, and because of that, I really looked for a number of years at leaving Salt Lake. And that was my plan as a youngster, as a preteen and teenager was just, okay, as soon as I get out of high school, as soon as I can, you know, um, get a chance, I'm going to be moving to the big city. Then actually something happened in my personal life where, um, my, my father, he and I were really great friends and he actually got diagnosed with terminal cancer. He hadn't, uh, told anybody in my family about it. And he and I kind of took a meeting because I, had this really great plan. I was set up to receive a promotion with this really cool record company to move to San Francisco. I was going to follow my dreams and get the heck out of, out of Utah and go to the big city where it had essentially everything that I wanted, all of the, the creative um, programming. It had, you know, culture that I was interested in and more of a progressive environment. And, you know, upon hearing that I was going to be leaving, my dad told me this family secret. So that was a really great combo for us to have and for him to be able to finally confide in someone because, you know, we did need to know, (laughs) but also I was like, okay, well, if this is, if this is, if this is what's happening, I'm going to stay and take care of you. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to, um, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to commit to Salt Lake. And I, it just so happened at that same time I had an opportunity to take over Slug Magazine. I was working for the previous owner. And so I made a commitment to Salt Lake and I said, okay, I'm going to stay. And instead of go to another marketplace that has everything I want, I'm going to try and take things from other marketplaces and bring them into Salt Lake. And as I like to say, create positive change in Salt Lake City. So I just started focusing on everything that was great and interesting and unique. And I still really do. I've always felt that we have some of the best people here in, in Utah and in Salt Lake City specifically. So, uh, so I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to Salt Lake City. And I fell back in love with Salt Lake City, actually my commitment through, through my work with Slug Magazine, um, through highlighting individuals and locals here. And then of course, through the Graphic City DIY Festival. And I, I still have to get out and travel, (laughs) um, and, and be reminded about, um, you know, how amazing and interesting the the world is and get inspired and bring things back. But every time I come back, it's home and I'm glad to be back and happy that I, that I actually never moved away. Angela Brown, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. Thank you so much, Allie.
Before we go, I want to be sure you've got all the Craft Lake City DIY Fest deets. The festival kicks off this Friday at 5 p.m. and then again Saturday at noon and Sunday at noon. It's at the Utah State Fair Park and I recommend carpooling or taking the tracks. There's a stop right outside the venue. Well-behaved dogs are welcome. They must be kept on a leash and they need their own ticket, which is six bucks. There will be hundreds of vendors, music, food trucks, etc. Some that I'm really excited to see are Habibi Bazaar's beautiful decorative Lebanese rugs. I've got two. Yarrow and Yucca soaps are divine. And I'll definitely be hanging by that Save Our Great Salt Lake booth. Maybe signing up to volunteer. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.